We are Living by the Word Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to one cause. That cause is the truth given in the Holy Bible, which we believe is the inerrant and infallible Word of God, conferred to man to live by. We let the Word of God be the final authority as to what is or is not true. We strongly feel that if we do not expose false doctrine, we only encourage it. This ministry is designed to challenge you from an apologetic point of view. 1 Peter 3.15 instructs us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. This is Michael Tinsley. Please stay tuned while we arm you, the believer, to keep living by the word. It's the noble thing to do. Well, yes, indeed, it is the noble thing to do to keep living by the word. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Living by the Word Ministries presentation of the Bible Information Brokers. My name is Daryl E.D. Fulton. I'm one of the teammates, and we're going to get into this live broadcast uh, momentarily with your phone calls, emails, tweets, and Facebook questions so we can answer them from a biblical perspective. But before we start the broadcast with that, I'm going to ask that my good friend Brian Allen open up us in a word of prayer, please. Thank you, Daryl. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this. Uh, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. Thank you for the show that you've given us, Lord. We just uh, just thank you for your grace, your mercy, your kindness, Lord. We just thank you for that. Just all that you do, um, man. It, it's just you know the fact that you gave us another day, Lord, mm. and that's and that's major. And we thank you for that. Lord, we ask that you bless this radio broad, uh, broadcast. Lord, we just uh, pr pray a blessing on those that are listening. Lord, I just pray that um, that those that have questions uh, regarding the Bible or anything pertaining to the Bible and God's Word and life, Lord, that um, that you give them the uh, boldness to, to call in and ask and not to hesitate or feel, um, you know, just self-conscious about calling with the question because that's why we're here that's why you have this radio broadcast lord i just lift up all the team members uh, uh, daryl steve uh eric uh myself uh, gabriel lord, you just, we just lift up everyone involved in this radio show lord and we just pray again a blessing on this radio show that you always lord get the glory for everything that's done Lord, we just pray that uh, for those who are listening to call in with questions, Lord, and Lord, I just pray that they're blessed with the answers that they get. Lord, and on that note, we just, uh, again, want to thank you for this broadcast. Lord, we just pray for just a, a, just a honorable two hours, Lord, that we can give to you. Mm -hmm. And we give this in Jesus' name. Amen. For your sake, amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Brian, very much. And so all the teammates he mentioned, also Professor Craig Hawk will be coming up momentarily. I want to give the phone number. You can call Eric right now at 888-995-KKLA. 888-995-KKLA, or numerically translated, is 888-995-5552. Or every other format that you can send a question tonight, again, a question and answer format, we have right now Bible Info Brokers. That's for Facebook. That's for our email.com website. You can send us an email question. Tweet us a question. 
um, messenger us a question. Those formats, everything is Bible info brokers in the appropriate format when you type that in. For those of you listening out there in uh, Facebook land, as I call it, cyberspace, and you're watching us or even hearing us, if you would be so kind as just, just check in, let us know that you're out there. And by all means, please take the opportunity right now, if you could, is to share the broadcast with your contacts. Uh, my understanding is when you do that, those people are able to receive, able to receive that you are listening to this broadcast now and they can join us. So just go ahead and hit that share button and blast it out there in cyberspace so that we can join in uh, with those people that are in your contacts. Once again, 888-995-5552 is a number to start calling right now. We have open lines. We don't want to have all the questions come from our end. We want to give you the answers from a biblical perspective. So you are the teammates that um, make this broadcast go. It is for all of us, but you make it go by calling in, emailing us, tweeting us, Facebooking us, those questions. So take the opportunity to do so now and participate that way. And um, without further ado, uh, PCH, how you doing out there, brother? Doing well, thank you, Daryl. Good, good, good. And Brian, listen, um, you know, we we as we wait for people to call in or send us questions by way of email, tweeting, as I mentioned, uh, Bible Info Brokers on all those formats. Um, I want to put into people's listening this. Uh, we started a couple of weeks ago, and I want them to consider this. Um, you know, the cliches of life, those music things that we listen to, the things that you hear that are sort of like little piffy uh, phrases or like riffs or uh, stanzas in a song. We want you to think about whatever is your favorite may be, of things that you've heard, things that you've heard from uh, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, when you were growing up. Uh, just sayings, cliches. We want to measure those things that we hear so often uh, if they are biblical. You know, you know, we want the questions, of course, but that's kind of like a good filler in, you know, a kind of fun way to determine those things that we've heard in the past. How biblical are they? Not that they were necessarily meant to be biblical, but some of them may be just things in life that you hear that does have biblical references. You'd be surprised at that. So, guys, I do want to bring up this, that this is not a sports uh, broadcast. You know, I had a, a thing that I really appreciate you guys not giving up scores and everything like that on these on the games that has happened. But, Brian, today is different. And the reason why today is different is because I happen to know the results. That's one thing. But the other thing is I was just considering all the drama, all the people that were cheering and the sort of fanaticism that goes along with being a fan, especially in a game that, you know, you guys love. You and Craig are definitely more into football than I am. Uh, but that being said, I'm just wondering how fanatical is it uh, appropriately to be about the things of God? How fanatical within a sense, I'm using the word fanatical, or how how sold out and, and just – just the things that fans do would it be appropriate. I'm just thinking about the children of Israel going through the Jordan River, uh, uh, crossing the Red Sea, the various miracles they see. From them all the way up to our own lives, how fanatical are we, are we not, for the things of God properly? Brian, Craig, what say you? As just as in general. Well, I, I think most Americans are not just Americans, but people all over the world, because you have different major sports. I mean, like soccer is real popular throughout over the world, mm -hmm. throughout the world. Uh, but no, I, I think more more people. Me personally, I feel that more people are are very much into <clears throat> their sports than they are, you know, in their relationship with God. And what I mean by that is, a lot of people 
in sports, they'll tell you all the stats. They can tell you, um, they can pinpoint every highlight of the game. They'll, they can, uh, uh, when you talk to them, they're very knowledgeable about their team or their sport. And if it, if you relate that to the Bible, I don't think uh, the, how can I say it? The numbers are the same insofar as percentage-wise, insofar as how people are maybe into the Bible, uh, how they know the stories of the Bible, how they know passages of the Bible, how they share the Bible. Um, you know, a lot of people are comfortable talking about, um, you know, the, the the Rams or the Lakers or whatever your team is mm -hmm. <clears throat> compared to, you know, God's Word. I, that's what I have witnessed. You know, when you say it like that in PCH, I'm going to have you chime in as well. In my travels, especially in the um, uh, African countries and uh, different cultures and stuff like that, people have a, like a cultural norm in the way they get excited about things. Like you said, soccer, man, people are fanatical about soccer, and I've seen that. I've seen people get fanatical over cricket. I didn't even know what cricket was. I thought it was an insect, but, you know, I've seen the game of cricket playing. People get really excited about a lot of things. <laughs> but as I, as I read the Bible, as I learn more about the things of God, and I see all that he has actually done in the relationship that I've developed with him by learning more of him, it's it's almost, in my mind, it's a, I don't know for the lack of a better term, it is a shame if we, if I personally don't appreciate <clears throat> and just, for the lack of a better term again, be fanatical about this God who is so awesome. He he asks for the praise. He wants the praise. He wants uh, to be uh, worshipped. And so, not as some kind of egomaniac, but just the idea of who he is who he is to us, and how he operates in our lives. If you read his word, even from a cursory perspective, it's almost impossible for you not to really want to praise him for all that he has done, not only for mankind, but in the individual lives personally. PCH, what say you? Well, Daryl, I think you answered your own question. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. And it's um, and I think that from the standpoint of Western Christianity, I've seen almost like a uh, people trying to be cool a little bit too much, uh, you know, be a little bit reserved a little bit too much in regards to uh, praise and worship. And I wish that we really correct that, if it would, which we really would. Well, it is interesting, and, and I don't begrudge anybody for enjoying their favorite teams particularly this weekend, wow, a lot of great <clears throat> games. But but it is interesting uh, that uh, many people fear, many Christians fear looking like a fanatic over God, but they have no trouble being a fanatic for their favorite, whether it's hockey, basketball, baseball, <clears throat> football, whatever sport or thing they're into. So I, I do find it intriguing It'd be one thing if someone says, I'm just not, I don't want to be fanatic about anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I would argue you can't be too fanatical about God because, because God is the center and circumference of the entire universe. But, but what intrigues me about your question is that, that I, know, I know a number of people who, as, even as believers, that 
they don't want to seen as being a fanatic for Jesus, but they're fine to, one more time to be seen as a fanatic for a favorite, you know, basketball, football, soccer, whatever, whatever team or sport. And you're like, well, so what's up with that? Why? Why? And and it, again, I, I see sports as something we can enjoy and and find camaraderie and, and nothing else we enjoy, even rooting against. Uh, our other friends who have other yeah. teams that we, Indeed. you know, that we are, our team plays against, and those kind of rivalries and that. And I see it as, as you know, I don't have a problem with that, but but I but I, I do have a problem with people who think that they, they don't be too fanatical for God. I mean, people could do dumb things and be fanatical in a bad sense, but as far as committed to God and showing our love for Him and significance and importance. I mean, if I share my favorite football team with you, it doesn't necessarily do anything for you. But if you don't share Christ with somebody, it's it has significance radically here and now and for all of eternity. So uh, what's up with that? You know, I just, I just thought of something when Craig was talking about, uh, you know, uh, this this topic. And that is um, how... And how as a fan, just say as a sports fan, how willing or how far are you willing to go? There you go. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. Insofar as, <clears throat> here's my example. When I'm at a, a Ram game in Los Angeles and it's a home game, okay, uh, there's, there's no problem. You know, people have no problem rooting for the team and wearing their jersey and everything else. But I'm going to use the Raiders as an example. Most people won't go into the Raiders stadium with another jersey on. Oh no, I see Sam. Because they're going to get beat up on. They're going to get. I've seen it. They've they've getting trash in the bathrooms, and stuff like that. So the question is, are you willing to be the fan for Christ when you're in enemy territory, or when you're in a situation where Christianity is not favorable, just as you going into another team's territory? wearing the other teams the away team's jersey and rooting for your team in a hostile environment so as a christian how are you with that when you go into a hostile environment are you still the fan are you still wearing the christian jersey mm -hmm. are you still rooting for christianity so to speak are you even speaking up? I mean, I think the whole idea about Jesus said, if you deny me uh, before man, I'll deny you before my father carries a very serious ramifications because when you went there, Brian, I, I just saw, uh, was on a news um, program where the gentleman was talking about getting established in the school system, uh, which uh, constitutionally, they have a right to do this. The, it was called the, um, the after school program for Satan. And dealing wow. with, uh, you know, and again, with the, the argument was that, you know, constitutionally, um, it seems like the, the parents can't do anything like that. But it seemed like uh, the, in the school system, the kids, and this is public school where we're talking about, that if you're going to allow it for Christianity, if you're going to allow it for any other religion, you have to allow it also for uh, a Satan worship because that is also uh, a religion, you know, in, in our in our country <clears throat> and all, you know, in, all over the world. So... Uh, other than saying simply this, that we we as individual Christians, that's what I told you guys about my, my ministry in golf. I look at that as an opportunity. And it, basically, it's not just the golf thing. It's, it's, even though I enjoy it, it is the idea that everything we do, everything we 
we are about. Especially if you're if you're a believer, you should be Christ centric. It should be. You remember remember the old expression back in the day: "I'm black and I'm proud." Afrocentric, everything. Yeah. Well, what about Christian centric? Christocentric. I don't know if that is such a word, but yeah, why not that? Is that a Latin word, Craig? Did I just throwing some Latin on you guys or not? <laughs> oh, no, no help from you. Huh? Thanks, Professor. But anyway, but, but you got you get you get my drift, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Our lives that we live. And the things that we do, uh, all that we do, should be done to the glory of God. And how do you do it? By can, living a life that your thoughts, your your life, the various things you do, even your job, your occupation, your your play, your rising up and you're going down. Everything you do should be about glorifying God. Why? Because why else would you call someone Lord? I mean, that, doesn't that what Lord mean? That you're sold out for this person? That that you under the, the uh, for the just just you you're under this person's not tutelage, but you're under this person's control. And to the degree that we are controlled by the Spirit of God, as you mentioned in your prayer, Brian, to the degree that I think we will worship God, we really do. <coughs> and that's my little rant for the day, guys. You know what? But I have other questions, folks, but I don't see anybody calling in right now at 888-995-5552. Eric is over there patiently waiting to receive some calls so he can get you on the air, not take you off well, the air, but get you on the air. Go ahead, Craig. Go ahead, Seth. I would, I, no, I would say they're probably exhausted because of the exhilaration of the games today. <laughs> you know what? Pretty incredible. They were, yes. they were yeah. all great games. And, and I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm, I'm understanding from that's why I came up with that question. I'm saying, look at these folks go wild. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I'm and, kind there's, of a cool and there's fan. nothing wrong with that. No, it's not at all. It's it, like you said. It, one, one of the players said something. I think this guy Beckham Jr. He said something about his blood pressure. Young yeah. man talking about his blood pressure going up. He, he made so he made a couple of good plays. But the idea is that. Yes, your blood. I mean, we play sports, Brian. Come on, you know, you know, you know. I, I have some last second heroics myself, Craig. Did Brian tell you about those? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, but no. Look, anybody that played the game of sports or any anything else that you know, even even in music and things like that. You listen. We have the talents. We have various things as human beings, and we are to enjoy that. But I'm just very seriously concerned about. How sold out, how fanatical in a positive sense are we for the Lord that saved our wretched soul? Well, let, let's, let's take it another step, okay? Um, let's look at, uh, you know, Derry talked about sports. We play sports, but maybe not just sports, but maybe your other interests, like it might be in music, it might be in a hobby, or might be drag racing, whatever, uh, go-kart racing, whatever the case might be. But <clears throat> what's the preparation you do for that? <laughs> Serious preparation. What's the preparation you do for that? Now compare that to your preparation when it comes to knowing God's word. You know, like, you know, we always say you don't have to be a, a theologian. You don't have to be, uh, <clears throat> let's just say, if apologetics isn't your thing, you don't have to be an expert in apologetics. But you should be an expert in the word of God. And you should... <clears throat> You should always train. I'm using the word train insofar as in, in, in substitute for study. Mm -hmm. Study God's word just as intently as you would train for whatever endeavor you're involved in. It, it could be work-related. It could be sports, 
whatever the case might be. You do things and you prepare for whatever that role you're, you're participating in. And that same um, studying and preparation should be done in God's word because, you know, uh, God is your Lord and say, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And you are a Christian and you should want to be as well equipped as you can and knowledgeable about what you believe and why you believe it. I, I don't know, guys. Uh, I, I, don't, I really don't mind talking about this subject for the whole hours that we're on this broadcast because it, it, it will stem into things whereby people have been fanatical in all due respect to the, um, the history of churches and different religions to the point that they even killed. You know, so I, I, I know there's fanaticism in various religions. I'm sure someone is thinking that out there. And, Craig, from the standpoint of getting that fanatical over something that you believe that's not even, uh, you know, I like the way God says in the Old Testament a lot here, you are believing in gods and not even gods at all, the ones that you just created with your hands, with the wood and the stones and things like that, and you call them gods. You call those you know, your creator, and you worship those things, uh, those idols which are not gods at all. But yet the people are getting fanatical about that to the point that they're killing their babies and burning their children and things like that. So, Craig, there's a fanaticism in religion or in the things that we believe in that is definitely uh, not appropriate as far as I'm concerned, as far as the human experience. But yet us human beings have been fanatical and we have a, a history of it even in what we uh, people you know, claim to be Christians and doing a lot of fanatical things. Well, yes. I think there are at least two things I want to say here on this set. Again, as I mentioned, I don't think there's anything wrong with enjoying your favorite sports team or your sport or, or whatever it may be. Maybe may some health thing. It's somebody actually playing something. People who are like into bicycling or golf or, or whatever. Nothing wrong with that. It's when... But it's when it owns us, when, when we become obsessed with it, it becomes our god or an, an idol. So so one problem is when we put anything on par with or let alone above God, and we look to that for ultimate meaning, purpose, and significance, and we're more, we're more, devoid, we're more devoted to that than we are to serving God. And, 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 and I shouldn't say serving God, although that is the correct word, but just worshiping God, knowing God, having... Not only the relationship, but then fellowship with God. So, uh, to me, it's it's, it's two pronged. Again, nothing wrong with enjoying sports, and for that matter, whatever you know, have a nice house, car, yacht, whatever, a boat. Uh, but but again, we 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 overemphasize things, and we look to them to bring us contentment and joy and purpose and significance. We look for our identity and significance and joy from these things, and they're, they're, they're vain idols in that sense. They're never going to deliver. And yet, again, we, we don't attach the true importance to God. Why don't we delight in God? Why why are we not committed to God? I mean, I would think of many guys I know who just know all kinds of stats, and whether, again, baseball, football, in the sport, they, they just know all of these, this information. Yet they really are almost biblically illiterate, and again, I don't think the problem is having things that is for enjoyment, for entertainment value. But it's when we, it, my dirt is great. I love my dirt. I love my roses. I have <laughs> and I, I, but I don't take them and, uh, out of the 
garden and throw them in my yard and my, my house somewhere, or I don't throw the dirt on, on the carpet. That's ridiculous in the tile. I mean, there's a time and a place. Things have a certain place and a certain priority at work should have a certain position in our life. And so we're just, we're often out of kilter. We're out of whack as, as people and Christians as well. We attach too much importance to things that really shouldn't have that. And then we don't, ironically, ironically, the other side of the coin is we don't attach the importance that we should to the things that really do matter, which are people, and of course the gospel, and 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 investing in eternity, and, and God himself, life and its significant and meaning and ultimate purpose is, is found in worshiping God. And let's face it, even the heroes of yesterday, I mean, often we five, ten years later, except for people who are just obsessed with it, you don't remember who, who won the World Series or uh, a certain game or whatever, or 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 you live and die. And you, I mean, there were some upsets. There were some games that ended like, whoa, um, in the way they were not uh, forecast or predicted to, to go. And the people's bubbles are burst. And I, mm-hmm. I've met people who are like totally disheartened. They lost their mind. Favorite, <laughs> yeah, the favorite team lost, and they're just you know, like depressed. And again, I, I don't. I don't see a problem with them being, you know, a little upset and wanting their team to do well, but how come they don't feel that strongly about the things of God? How come it doesn't bother them, uh, the eternal state of their souls, of their loved ones, and those are, who are not even going to heaven? Why don't we seem to care about those things? I mean, what, again, I'll use the phrase, what's up with that? Mm-hmm. You know, Daryl, <clears throat> our good friend, Princess Diana, you know, she wrote, Hi, guys, thanks for showing up. And uh, that's what we do every week. And, and I encourage our listening audience to show up. Yeah. Um, wow. I know we've talked and there's times when people say, well, you know, I just feel uncomfortable about calling in with a, with a question. And so I, I'm going to ask our listening audience to, you know, show up. And if you have a question, and I, you know, call and ask the question. That's why we're here. That's why we've been here over 20-some plus years to answer Bible questions. And I know, and I know you know, Daryl and Craig, <laughs> that you can't read the Bible without having some questions. Uh, you, you just do. And so, you know, I, I'm going to ask the listening audience to, to show up with your questions. Yeah. And, and that's why we're here. You know, we're, we're not here to give uh, um, lectures and, um, and sermonettes and, sermonettes <laughs> and things like that. We're here to answer your questions. And uh, so I would encourage our listening audience that, you know, if you have a question, don't hesitate, don't feel uncomfortable, don't feel, you know, you know, like, oh, it's a dumb question or anything like that. You know, I say it all the time. Something I got from Craig is that, you know, it's the dumbest questions are the ones that are never asked. And that number is, uh, it's a one, a one eight hundred. No, triple eight, a triple eight, nine, nine, five, fifty, five, fifty two. Thanks, Daryl. Triple eight nine nine five fifty five fifty two. Now, like Daryl says, we can sit up here and we can talk. Oh, I got for, questions, man. Like you know, two hours straight dealing with a variety of different questions, but we're we're here on the broadcast for you guys, and so I just wanted to bring that up and just kind of throw back at a listening audience what you know Diana you know said to us. Hey, thanks for showing up. Dude, I appreciate it. I mean, that, listen. 
they, we have regular people that call in, listen in, and those, you know, and I'm sure sometimes they may hesitate and say, you know, I, I call in every week, and, you know, the same people call in and things like that. But listen, folks, those folks that do call in regularly, they're, they're serious about the things of God. At least that's the impression I get very, very much so on a lot of the people we would call our regulars. Uh, but what about the folks that have regularly supported this ministry for eons, years, and have never called in? Not that you have to, because we appreciate your support, but the idea that when you have things going on in your life and you want to know a biblical perspective, trust and believe many people are going through similar issues oh, in yeah. life. You know, 1 Corinthians ten thirteen talks about those things that are common to man. We go through things. Life happens to all of us. Uh, trust me, just this, just this day alone, I can fill the broadcast up with issues that will lead to questions that people are going through very similar things that I'm hearing. I'm in Ezekiel 3.20 right now where someone, um, you know, that, that I know told me that, yes, you did your duty by telling me what God's word said about a situation in my life. And I'm going like, well, now, what about doing your duty to respond to God about what you're going to do about these situations? And, and life gets real serious, guys. Life is serious. But look, the game, so in, in the meantime, it's almost like riding a roller coaster, guys. The, the highs and lows, the ups and downs of daily living, it happens to us all. Now, if you're out there well, listening, please participate in the broadcast as Brian uh, asked you to. Go ahead, Craig. Yes, no, exactly. I mean, it's interesting today. I just got back from Arizona today uh, when, to see my dad. He turned 94. Mm, mm, um, 90 what, Craig? And, uh, 94. Wow. And, Praise God. And so, <clears throat> wow. I mean, but, but and we had a great time. A lot of the family was there, and just very enjoyable uh, to talk with my dad, spend time with him. And but, 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 but related to to this, of course, I made I made a point of getting back so I could do the radio program. It was way hooked it today driving, but <laughs> where I'm going with this though is. Is but we were reminiscing about a lot of people, a lot of our friends and relatives, but they're gone. I mean, yes, my dad. I mean, like most of the brothers and sisters, they've passed away. I mean, obviously at ninety four. I mean, most one other one is alive, but he had a serious uh, stroke. Uh, he's, he's younger than my dad, but but my point is, his time marches on and. We want to live in light of eternity and the things that are important. We want to be about them today, now. Today's the day. Uh, we're not promised tomorrow. And I think of, I've been on this program 23 years, and you guys have been on at least 25, because I know you were, you were doing this at least before I joined the program. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing, but, but should the Lord tarry, there's going to be a time when one or more of us won't be here, and yeah. eventually none of us who are currently doing the program with the four of us, uh, will not be here. And it's just to, to remind her uh, to celebrate life to me, but to make the most of it, to make the most of the opportunities. Yes, enjoy life, live life large, enjoy the things God has given us and the people uh, that God's put in our life, but living, always living in light out of eternity, uh, because we know that someday... Should the Lord tarry, we're all going to pass. We're we're not going to be here. This life will be over. When, I, I remember when I was you know, eighteen. You're indestructible. You just nothing. <laughs> you can live forever, right? 
And but we all know, but we know who those of us who are getting older, uh, that's not true. And and when you start go reminiscing and talking about friends and you realize an awful lot of them are not here anymore. It's a it's a it's a good it's a sober, but it's a good reminder of living life to the fullest, living life for the Lord. What the time that we have, the time that He's given us, as Paul indeed says in the New Testament, redeeming the time for the days are evil. We want to redeem the time. Yes, yes. You know, um, while Pastor Cooper, uh, my dear friend, uh, was talking about in church in regards to like rededicating his life to the Lord. Not that anything was going on, but he just uh, felt compelled. He's in his uh, 60s, Greg. I think he's around, you know. Uh, around your age more so than my age uh, but the idea is that he was reading from talking about Joshua he was talking from the book of Joshua today and talking about finishing well you know um, charging the people of Israel that you listen you you had all these gods the little G well I mentioned earlier they're not gods at all that you were worshiping over there in Egypt and various things of your ancestors but choose this day whom you shall serve and that's what the whole idea is and so rededicating one's life uh, refreshing oneself and wanting to finish well because, like you just said, Craig, how much time do you have? And who told you you had that much time left anyway? You don't know how much time you have. Man, we can be gone tomorrow. We can drive home and it's all over. But the reality of the matter is how you're living and for who are you living while you're living. Brian. Yeah, we have a uh, got a uh, email well, a Facebook question from our friend, uh, Reverend Phil. Okay. And he says, hello, I live by the word. I've been out of town in the last three weeks very ill. Amen. Mm. I'm with you on mm. that, brother. Uh, but thank God I'm about 100% now. So I think uh, Reverend Phil and I were kind of like on the same track, being ill and kind of getting almost 100% at the same time. Youngsters. <clears throat> I know. He <laughs> says, I would like you to comment on these two issues if time permits. It, number one, YouTube has removed a recent sermon by Pastor John MacArthur in which he talks about biblical sexuality and asserts that God made humans as male and female. YouTube said this was hate speech and removed the sermon. Question, <clears throat> how should believers respond to this well-funded satanic and political attack by radical LGBTQ activists and politicians like Joe Biden, who has made it a priority to expand transgender rights? FYI, a transgender male has broken all female swim records at Penn University with the school and NC2A's blessings. Your thoughts. Two, um, two-time Grammy Award-nominated Christian rapper Brady Fanatic Goodwin recently publicly renounced Christianity after years of harboring doubts about the faith. Question, can I really, can, can a really say person renounce their faith? I seriously doubt this man and man like Josh Harris, former pastor of Covenant Life Church, who also renounces Christianity in 2019, were truly saved. This questions the belief, once saved, always saved. Your comments. Well, that's just a little bit of thing. Do you have a, a bridge dancer, Craig? <laughs> I'm just like... Well, I have some, th some thoughts, such as it is, such as they are. Uh, we, we, we can, we have debated, can you lose your salvation? So we've talked about that so many times, so I really don't want to go there right now. Mm -hmm. 
I, but I do want to deal with the issue of Christians who are devastated. And I, I mean, I'm not saying I, I don't care and, and sympath- have some sympathy for these people, like the ones you just mentioned, but my faith doesn't stand on any celebrity, any pastor. My faith is in God himself and nobody else. As much as I value and believe we should respect pastors, their authority is derivative. It's derived from God. Our authority is faithfulness to God's Word, to God and to His Word. And that's what matters. And I just heard people, I mean, there were, last couple of years, there's been a number of people you've mentioned, you know, two, but there are a number of musicians and a few more, Daryl, and people are like devastated. I'm like, what, why are you, I mean, if you tell me you're devastated because you feel sorry for them and your, your heart aches, well, oh, that's okay. I appreciate that you care so much, but... Devastated. What were you thinking? Like they're like the rocket scientists, and their your faith stands on them. I mean, what what in the world are you doing basing your faith on on, on people, even if they were rocket scientists? Our, our trust and belief is in the true and living God, and this is a problem. We live in this celebrity culture. We have this hero worship, and some of this is misplaced. There's a proper due respect. Uh, to those in authority, including in the Lord's Church, but they're all under shepherds. They're under the shepherd, and and I've just I've read some things where people are just like, oh, I'm just I'm devastated. I'm like, what do you mean you're devastated? Your your, your faith turns on their faithfulness or not? Uh, yeah, I feel sorry for them. I feel badly for them and their families, but I'm not devastated because my faith was never dependent upon them. So. I mean, the church is just, that's part, this is this is a symptom of the problem, is where our faith and confidence and trust is not really in the Lord, it's in all these idols, and, and literally people we've, we've, we've made into idols. And, you know, and the other issue, I think the person goes by Leah Thomas at Penn State. Yeah, there's real problems. You have people, you have gals who've worked their whole life to excel in certain mm. sports, and then these of guys uh, allegedly become transgender. We can talk about that more. And and now all of a sudden they just come in and break the record, and there's no way these gals can compete. And I just find that incredibly ironic. You talk about equality and fairness. How is it fair for someone who really has, you know, male hormones and whatnot, even though they apparently give them blockers and try to reduce that? But still... Uh, they're just crushing these records when it comes to track and field and swimming and all kinds of stuff. And but it's our, our society's messed up. And, and the third point here, just let Brian comment on this, is that I mean, why are we surprised that these uh, the tech companies, these social media companies, are suppressing speech? I mean, because really, when you talk to a person who doesn't want to hear the truth, they they really do the same thing themselves. They don't. It's one thing if they just say, I don't want to hear this. I mean, that's their prerogative. Um, you know, so, but, but they don't want us to be able to share with others. And, and it, it, so it's been an issue. There are those who really don't want us to be able to share the gospel and to, have, to be able in a public forum and format to do that. And there's been all kinds of issues. Some kids can't wear T-shirts or hats that have a Christian theme or message on it. Mm. You know, the list goes on and on and on and on. So... I mean, when's the church going to wake up? It's I believe it's time to vote with our pocketbook. Look, there are certain companies I don't like their stands. I don't patronize them. I I, I do the best I can to not give them my money. Um, 
and I don't I don't utilize certain social media because they seem to be very ungodly. They have an axe to grind when it comes to Christianity, and they're stymieing free speech when it comes to things like science and things dealing with COVID. It's like, well, when do these people become experts? Uh, and I'm going to let them tell me what the discussion is, and they've they've barred certain conversations, and this stuff is proven. They've been proven to be over and over again flat out ignorant, and uh, and defending false knowledge, if you will. And so the church has got to wake up and smell the coffee. And we better do it sooner than later because many freedoms are being taken away, and even here in America and. <laughs> church has just got to wake up. You know what, what Brian, I'm, uh, I'm going to just say this because we mentioned the whole idea about this transgenderism, and uh, I heard this, and I just brought it up on the internet just a second ago, the idea that um, Dr. Fauci, my middle namesake, um, is dealing with the idea of creating or uh, trying. A, a, yeah, trying to create a transgender monkey so they can do um, experiments in regards to the HIV. I mean, that's his... Uh, National Institutes and Health uh, Organization he belongs to, and, and then using the taxpayer money. I'm not necessarily with PETA and all that they, they go with and the way they go uh, as the most part, but when PETA's going against you, and in the sense that you're talking about doing making a monkey transgender so you can check and see if they what kind of uh, HIV uh, research and everything they're going to do and putting hundreds of thousands of dollars into this type of thing, you're talking about the voting, Craig. You're talking about the church better wake up. Well, I think that the privilege that we have of being an American, the privilege that we have of being a a representative type of government, we are doing this. This is we doing this because of the people we have in office and the ones that we hire uh, or vote for, and then thus they hire folks that do things like this. It's um, We need to just take a little bit more serious uh, approach to what's happening around us in life because most folks don't even know these things are going on. Brian? No, I have nothing to add. Well, I, I do like what you know Craig said about you know, you know, and hit people with their pocketbook yeah. with the money. You know, it seems like uh, that's kind of when they listen to you, or that's when their ears start opening up. When you again, when you start taking the money out of their pocket, and so. Uh, <clears throat> well, I don't know if that's a good segue or not a good segue for us to try to uh, elicit some funds out of their pocket also for what we're trying to do. Is that a good segue, Craig? You've been doing radio longer well, than me. Well, it would be, but I have to admit I've learned something. I didn't realize your middle name was Dr. Fauci. No, no, brother. You know what his name is. <laughs> you know what it is. That's VA. It says for very Anthony. No. <laughs> that was a good one, though, Craig. No, but me, that, that comment you made was kind of surprising. Like What's that? My, you said my name. My name said, well, I mean, yeah, name said, you know, Craig knew what it was, but he was just trying to be Mr. Craig. There. That was actually a good one, Craig. That was good for you, brother. That was a good one. Now, now Brian. Well, I, I don't want to monkey around with that. No, now, now, now that, you get it, man, listen, that drive from Arizona, seeing your dad refreshed you. I'm sure a lot of these things are coming from your dad with his wisdom. I think your dad was born in 1928 as well as my dad, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Both our dad's about the same age. My, my well, dad, my, my no dad was 1930. Yeah, yeah, my mom yeah. and dad were both. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was Quickly. a couple Quickly. months older than my dad. Yeah, oh. yeah. Go ahead, Craig. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Brian. I'm going to step on you there. I, I got to share one story quickly. Uh, I, I was conveying this to my one son, and I got my dad to repeat it. Uh, my dad grew up on a farm like a lot of, of previous generations. And at any rate, his older, his older brother has passed on, but 
uh, my uncle Bob. At uh, any rate, he he got caught smoking, and so my my my, my, my grandpa, my dad's dad, of course, he went by Al Al. Anyways, uh, he, so he he was spanking him for for the for smoking because he didn't want him smoking. They didn't call it spankings back <laughs> and, then, Greg. Wasn't no spanking. <laughs> whooping. I know. Okay. So yeah, whatever you want to call it, whooping. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Which, but but he had some matches that he was using. It was lighting the cigarettes with in his back pocket. And he got a spanking, <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and the hand or whatever coming down on it. Caused the matches to hit each other, the friction, and they yeah. caught on fire. <laughs> and so he, he he was spanking them, and he was literally caught on fire. Lit his, lit his tail up. My, <laughs> my uncle started going, "Dad, stop! Dad, Dad, Dad! I'm on fire!" He goes, "I am." <laughs> That's. Oh. Then he goes, "Oh, you really are." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now you know the reason why I know that's funny because those matches back in the day had the little white tip on it yeah. that you could just use it yeah. in the strike when they when they against yeah. each other. They were called white something like white tip or something tip. Uh, yeah, but Craig, you know, if I could be a little worldly here, your your, uh, your, your grandpa lit his tail up. <laughs> if I could, but but you know you know when you know when you're growing up, you you kind of laugh like if your brother or your sister they get they in trouble. Is, yeah. Well, that made me that what Craig said. Uh, reminded me of my brother. He got caught smoking. Everybody have that smoke bag. And uh, my dad took him downstairs and made him smoke a whole cigar. Did that to my children. And yeah. man, Richie came up just throwing up. <laughs> I was going to say names. Go drop names now. Oh, right? <laughs> well, you know, people know my brother. And I was just laughing. Mm. I was just laughing. Craig, are you going to say something, Craig, about that lighting one's tail up? Yeah. Well, are we to take that lit? Truly, truly, we can. <laughs> now, I will say this because people were talking about my voice. Sometimes sound kind of raspy, and you know, Brian sound like that famous actor, but mine sound more or less like, uh, you know, Sanford and Son or Red Fox, whatever that guy's uh, name was. And it's, it's because of smoking. I did not smoke cigarettes because my my parents said, well, my mom who did smoke said, <clears throat> don't smoke. So we wouldn't smoke cigarettes. But I used to smoke these hangers. You know that white. Uh, thing that you hang your, your your pants on, whereby it's wrapped around cardboard, and it's uh, in a circle, so you won't get a line in your pants. Yeah, man, we used to, I used to take those things, and people who were not as cool as I was used to break them up and smoke the small one. I would smoke the whole thing. I bro. never heard of that carbon monoxide all in my throat, Craig. That's why you hear this hacking cough to this day, and my kids will never let me live that down. I told them about. It. I said, listen. I've smoked things that you would never dream about smoking, and they thought I was talking about you know marijuana or something like that. I said, no, no, hangers, and they couldn't. They thought well, it was. They thought it was iron. I'm stretching. I'm stretching this, but both you and Eric really have some hangups. Uh, you know what? One one triple eight nine nine five 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 two is the number. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two. Brian, take it away with the segue we should have went into long ago before the uh, Ed Sullivan Show uh, uh, inductee <laughs> came aboard. <laughs> Craig Johnny Carson Man, he's, Hawkins. He's, he's, he's trying. He's trying to get that uh, that award today. Huh? <clears throat> well, there's there's a, f- a few things I, I really want to go over with our listening audience. And, and the first one is uh, there, there's an individual at Core Church. He's just he's he's just unbelievable service to to the ministry. And um, uh, I like our listening audience to pray for him. He has uh, some clogged arteries. Mm in his leg and in his foot. He has some serious problems with his foot. Circulation. Circulation. And so 
um, I'm just asking our listening audience. His name is Charlie. Uh, keep him in your prayers. Seriously, yeah. pray. You know, and, and different people that we mentioned on this broadcast that we ask you to pray for. We, you know, we ask that you pray for them. Prayer. You know, I always tell people, you know, give me as much prayer as you can. You know, and 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 it's that's the way we communicate with God. Yes. And so again, his name is Charlie, and so I'm gonna ask that you pray for him. And uh, definitely keep him in your prayers regarding his foot and uh, the problems he's having with his foot and the clogged arteries uh, down there. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is uh, we got back, we, you know, we got started with our Wednesday Bible study. So um, we uh, had our first one of 2022, and we do uh, have a virtual Bible study every Wednesday at 730. And you can go to uh, BIBVBS, that stands for Bible Info Brokers, virtualbiblestudy.com. And you can get on the virtual Bible study that way. It's 7.30 on Wednesday evenings. Uh, we're going to start on the Watchtower this week. And I'm going to make some comparisons with uh, some of their beliefs. We'll probably be two or three weeks on there. But also, we're going to really go really heavy into the book of John okay. and the deity of Christ as well. If you go on our website, BibleInfoBrokers.com, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, the Facebook page, yes. Bible Info Brokers, uh, you'll see Daryl keeps you up daily with the reading through uh, chronologically in the Bible. Tell and that's that uh, it's day 23 of, uh, you know, 2022. So, um, you know, make sure if you want to uh, keep, keep in track with, uh, with uh, the Bible Information Brokers and the reading through uh, through the Bible chronologically, uh, just go to the website and see where you Facebook, are. Facebook, Facebook. Keep yeah. saying website. Go mm -hmm. to the Facebook page and you can stay updated. Last is what we were talking about a little bit earlier, and that was, you know, financial support. Yeah. Okay, and uh, it's very, very important. It's what's kept us on this radio broadcast for all of these years. Uh, the support that you've given us for the work the Lord has given us to do with the radio ministry, answering your Bible questions. This is how you can give. Now you can go to the website, <laughs> okay? Go to BibleInfoBrokers.com, click on the link that says Support Donate, and you can give that way. It's really simple, it's very easy, and if you wanna set it up by doing it automatically, I know a few, few of you do it that way, uh, it just makes things a lot easier for you, and you don't forget, or if you do forget, your donations will go through. So again, either way, uh, you can do it one time every month, every week, however you want to do it, or you can have it set up automatically. Again, go to BibleInfoBrokers.com. Now, you can also um, <clears throat> mail in your donations. Real simple to do. Make your donations out to um, Living by the Word, Living by the Word Ninjas, and mail it to P.O. Box 90477, 90477, Los Angeles, California, 90009. We definitely want to thank you in advance for your donations. We want to thank you in advance and uh, uh, for your prayers and continue to do so. It's spiritual warfare. Again, uh, we've been on the air over 20 years, and believe me, Satan uh, wouldn't mind us being off the air tomorrow. Okay, but again, 
your prayers, your donations help support this radio ministry. Uh, and now there's there is another ministry, Todd, right? Uh, I always I can never remember this. I have my notes in front of me. <laughs> um, the uh, training of teachers, and um, that is the uh, ministry of Professor Craig Hawkins. Now I don't know when he's going to be going out again, but it doesn't hurt to help support that ministry yeah. and build up funds so yes. when it's time to go out there'll be funds there for you for 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 that ministry so what you can do is you can send your your donation and make a notation say i want 50 percent to go to the radio 50 percent to go to professor hawkins 60 40 70 30 or as you guys see fit whatever however you want to do it however the lord's lead you leads you to do it um that is available to you so I know that was a lot, but well, we're not done. We have a few more things to add to what you just said, but go right ahead, Brian. No, that that was uh, well. You know, in addition to what uh, Brian said about Professor Hawkins, PCH, you know, he uh, sometimes I get a little, you know, I, I understand uh, Craig's reasoning. You know, we don't want to like promote our stuff, but uh, in my my thinking, the way I think things uh, should be done is that you give favor to believers if if at all uh, possible. I'm not saying that if you have a mechanic that's a good mechanic that's not a believer and you got a a, a, a mediocre mechanic that's a, a believer that you hired a mediocre mechanic. No, you wouldn't do that with a brain surgeon or a doctor or anything like that. But yet, when you can, you should show favor to the believers. And one of the things that Craig does also on his own channel. Oh, that's right. Well, I'm sorry, it's not his own channel. I, I keep getting that messed up kind of way. Craig, can you can just just take over and just correct me? Because it's not he, your channel. his own channel or your channel. What What is it, Craig? <laughs> it's his channel. Oh, I was halfway right. God, I'm getting better. So, so yeah, literally it's called his channel, hischannel.com, internet TV. It's, it's just a great station, and I had the a pleasure of doing a Q&A program, Bible program, and you know, related questions that we do like here. Only on internet, internet TV, that's Wednesdays. That airs on Wednesdays from 1 to 2 o'clock, 1 to 2 o'clock, and you can watch it, get the number, and you can text in your questions, and then I attempt to answer them. So it's just a great opportunity. It's just another, another platform where we're trying yes. to get the gospel out and to help people grow in our most holy faith. And just a quick tie-in, Daryl, since thank you for the opportunity. It just reminds me of uh, some of the people you mentioned earlier, uh, celebrity status, who uh, had some doubts and allegedly they succumbed to those. That's you know a big part of this program and what I do at, on his channel on Wednesdays at one is is address those because people people reject Christianity for the goofiest of views mm. and they think they've got some insurmountable problem and it's not at all and it's. So this is one of the things we do. People think, you know, the Bible, they have a difficulty with a passage or a teaching, or they think the Bible contradicts itself. And it's our pleasure to address those type of issues. And I think that this is something we want to face head on, and that's why, in part, why we do this program and what I I do on his channel and other venues, and we do our seminars, our conferences, is we're attempting to address questions that people are asking, uh, Christians and non-Christians. And... The answer isn't just, well, just believe and be quiet. That's mm. just, we're not saying that. We're, we're, we encourage people's questions, but we encourage not just questions, but actually waiting around for the answer. Don't just ask the question and then go off. Exactly. Like, well, there you go. I asked a question. Now I'm going to check the faith. Hey, 
listen, take the time to look into it and listen to the answers that are out there to address your cares and concerns and those of others. You know, Craig, as you, even as you're saying that, I know we're coming to the top of the hour break. We have about a minute left uh, before we come to that break. And just the whole idea about the Word, getting the Word out. I mean, I, I really got turned on to this chronological reading through the Bible, but one of the things that uh, the Scripture that comes to my mind, I uh, dealing with Timothy when Paul was telling him, do not um, forsake uh, the public reading, uh, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture. I know we don't, in my opinion, we don't do that enough. I remember back in school, back in Louisiana, I used to go to school. We used to actually read scripture in a public school. Read scripture in a public school. When have that been done on a regular basis? And I do understand the arguments are here and there, but the issue is this. Folks, be creative in your own mind on how you can promote God's word. We have too many platforms that are free. These Facebook pages, this everything else. The world should be, every single person that calls himself a believer that has a Facebook page should be doing something in there where they're promoting God's word. One of the things I would love to do is to get the word of God read by the people that listen to this broadcast. So I'm putting together a daily, as we read daily, I want to get that reading done by you guys out there. And so I'm gonna be putting out a, a, a log for you to check in on you reading uh, just one day. And if I can get 365 people to read one scripture for that day, then I'll have your voices, the listening audience, copulated into the whole Bible. I'm getting that together, guys, so pray for me on that and think about being a participant. Hear the music, Gabe. Let's take a break now. We'll be back after these messages. That is broken. 